0: This is John and Pat. We're on a trip to Chattanooga, and it's gonna be an hour or so in the car, and we thought we'd have a little conversation about foods we've eaten growing up and our memories around food. Uh, Apologize for some of the road noise that you might hear, but let's see how this goes. Uh, So, Pat, I'll start, and I'll tell you one of the food memories I have uh... growing up so my father loved fatback I have no idea why he loved it but in my mind fatback is like bacon with no meat in it it's just a block of fat and he would cut it up I think it would come in a block and he would cut it up and fry it in an iron skillet and I don't remember anybody else in the family eating it with him, but he loved it. Uh, what's an example of a food that, that your brothers or sisters or uh, parents liked?
1: Well, I'd like to tell you about some of my favorite foods from my family. All of you know, my daddy was a gamer, so he always had some fresh meat. I remember distinctly, he always had this Brown honey jacket that he would bring home his treasures in. There was the rabbit, which Mama always fried. There was the deer, didn't fit very well in that uh, that jacket, did it? There was those wonderful birds called doves, and he all put them in this little. He put all of these in this little packet this pocket on the back of that coat. So it was always smelling really good. (laughs) But my favorite was when he brought home the squirrels. He did love hunting those squirrels. So he would bring home probably six to 10 at a time. And that was the meat that we would have in our home for a long time. Uh, Somebody was responsible for skinning those squirrels. I don't know who it was because I never watched it. it Remind me to talk about the fish too. The squirrel was always cooked by my mother. She often fried it and she could disguise it to look like chicken. but It didn't taste like chicken. But my favorite of all times was the squirrel <laughs> dumplings which mama would make. All of you know my mama was a left handed person, so she could really roll out the dough on the, on those dumplings. The squirrel was especially tasty too. It was in big chunks, <laughs> chunks of the squirrel and dumpling. But the favorite part was those little pretty bones <laughs> that were so difficult to to avoid. So you would often get them in your mouth. <laughs> <and>
0: then you'd have <laughs> to I I guess by now you can uh, have figured out that Pat is uh, talking a little tongue in cheek (laughs) here because she does not like wild game for food.
1: Oh, what about the raccoon? Oh, yes, the raccoon. Mama used to put the sweet potatoes and onions around the raccoon when she cooked it. It was especially nice strange smell though and I never ate that raccoon but I did try to pick out the sweet potatoes so that I could eat those. Uh, Sometimes they taste just like the coon smell.
0: Well one of the things that I remember uh, hunting and eating with your father is frog legs but I can tell you I was introduced to frog legs by my father's sister-in-law Emily St. Clair she was uh Bill St. Clair's wife and and she was a wonderful uh cook she may have been a home economics teacher I don't know but she was wonderful uh she made me my first french toast and I remember distinctly the first time I saw frog legs frying in a pan because just like you've heard they were hopping and jumping everywhere and and I didn't know what to make out of it But sure enough, when she put them on the plate and I got a hold of them, uh, they were wonderful. And yes, they did taste just like chicken. But speaking of your father, uh, we would go frog gigging a lot. Your father was a wonderful father-in-law because he would take me on these wild adventures with him. And we would uh, hunt uh, uh, salamanders for fish bait and and we would uh, hunt uh, uh, game and uh, one of the things we did was frog gig and the deal there is you take this little trident on a long stick and you uh, walk the uh, perimeter of a pond and you have a very powerful flashlight with you and you shine the light in these frogs eyes and that kind of uh, stuns them and mesmerizes them or, or just makes them be still and then you just stab them right through the guts well uh so i used to love doing that um uh, i do believe in game hunting and uh killing animals if you're going to uh eat them uh and be part of the food chain uh nothing wrong with that in my opinion so uh we did that, and, and when we got home with the uh, frogs, here, here's how you clean a frog. You have a, a board with a uh, some kind of device that will grab hold of the frog's jaws. Uh, it's snout. Uh, in his case, uh, I think it was uh, some kind of clipboard-type thing that had some serrated teeth. grab hold of the frog's snout and you'd lay this frog on that board and and grab it by the uh, snout on that clipboard and you'd slit its uh, skin and then you would just take some pliers and pull that skin down and uh, once you got the skin off then you detach the legs and uh, you know they look like uh, Little small uh, chicken legs, you know. So you can't really tell they're reptiles or anything. They look like meat. And they fry up good, and uh, Pat's mother was very good uh, cook. And uh, Pat never fried them up that I can remember, but Pat's mother of Georgia did, and, and they were wonderful. Uh, and, and it's a great memory of uh, family togetherness hunting and fishing and uh, cooking and eating together as a family. Um, Pat, speaking of family meals, uh, did you have certain rituals in your family? Was there a Thanksgiving dinner? Was there a special Christmas dinner? Did you have a special birthday dinner? Uh, What kind of special uh, events did you have around food?
1: very close to Thanksgiving time my daddy would go to what's called a turkey shoot. Now that wasn't the turkey shoot that you might think of today where you go out and find them in the field or you bait them with some kind of grain and wait for them to come to you. No, a turkey shoot was where... (laughs) Watch it girl. (laughs) A turkey shoot was where uh, everybody Those sportsmen in town would bring their guns, and they would all line up with a shotgun and shoot at a a cross-like piece of cardboard or paper, and whoever got the closest to the middle or had the most shot in that area would be the winner. And we always depended on Daddy to win a turkey, not one with feathers, not a live one, but a turkey that could be put in the oven and cooked, and that's how we had our Thanksgiving turkey. Was because Daddy would win the turkey shoot. He had some kind of special shotgun that he'd had for a long time, and people would cringe when they saw him coming to the turkey shoot with that shotgun.
0: You're you're absolutely right because I did go on turkey shoots with him, and he would let me use his gun, uh, and. There, there's a lot of uh, uh, Oversight in these turkey shoots uh, You had a certain length barrel that would be in in one series and then you had guns that were uh, I, I don't know what it's called sleeved or something that there's a device that you put inside the barrel that narrows the shot uh, so you would have hunts uh, some, a series of, of shoots with that kind of gun but Shorty's gun was pretty much just a standard shotgun, no sleeve, uh, full-length barrel, but it did have a knack of placing a shot near the center of that target, and I've won a turkey with it, he's won turkeys with it, Uh, Tommy and Freddie would borrow it and win turkeys with it, And, and sometimes, by the way, it wasn't just a turkey, sometimes you'd be shooting for money sometimes you'd be shooting for a ham uh, all different kinds of things uh, in my family uh, Thanksgiving dinner was a big event and we tried to always invite uh, relatives to come over and uh, I remember later in, in life when my mother would invite... Uh, various uh, brothers and sisters come. I remember Bud and Betty coming. I remember um, uh, Jack and Jeff being there. I remember Doria coming. Doria, you know, lives in Tennessee and she's been to many family dinners, including Thanksgivings. And uh, I I just thought they were wonderful. After my mother passed, we even had a few uh, Thanksgiving dinners uh, with relatives uh, there in Manchester, and and it was always great fun just to sit around and uh, talk about things with uh, family and friends.
1: Well, Granny was a great cook, and she cooked some marvelous Thanksgiving dinners. But two, especially, uh, I remember when she. Uh, got a little bit older, she found having that Thanksgiving dinner was a little bit difficult to handle. So she uh, decided one year that she would send out to the Cracker Barrel and she would get her turkey and maybe some sides for uh, our Thanksgiving dinner. The year I remember that she did that, the turkey was not thoroughly cooked. So Cracker Barrel had sent her a partially cooked turkey. I suppose they meant for her to heat it and get it the rest of the way done. But that year, we didn't have turkey for Thanksgiving. I also remember another year when she had some help in the kitchen with cleaning up. She used to cook the turkey in this old cast aluminum uh, roaster and it was a real treasure for her. It has been passed down through the family now. But one year, when they were cleaning the kitchen, they forgot to take the carcass of the turkey out of the pan. And so it stayed in that storage shed all year long with the turkey carcass in it. It was quite a surprise for the next Thanksgiving for whoever opened it. Uh, Elizabeth has that turkey roaster now and I don't think she ever uses it that she doesn't think about
0: Granny. So speaking of Thanksgiving and, and special meals, of course uh, you can't go without bringing up the subject of spaghetti and cheese. So one of the favorite foods from all Thanksgiving dinners uh, in our family was spaghetti and cheese. and. You know, something I am would be interested in knowing is where did uh, my mother get that idea? Or did it come from somebody else? Was it, uh, you know, somebody else in the family's uh, family uh, 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 food, whatever you call that, um, uh, special dish? But anyway, we all loved it. And uh, continue to try and cook it. Uh, some years we get it pretty close uh, to being just right, and then some years uh, it's not quite the same as my mother's. Pat, do you remember uh, any meals that your any uh, meals that your mother was particularly uh, good at making. Uh, I, I remember one time your mother uh, fried some steaks in a pan for us that were just unbelievable. I've never had a steak again that was quite that good. What do you remember about your mother's cooking?
1: My mother spent several years as a short order cook So she had some outstanding skills, but one of the things that I remember and that Elizabeth, as the oldest grandchild, remembers is the banana pudding. My mother was left-handed, so uh, she used her left hand to whip by hand the meringue that would go on the top of her banana pudding. And I remember how she would always whip it, whip it, whip it, Without the mixer, just using her hand, and I suppose maybe uh, uh, some kind of whipping device, uh, non electric, of course, Uh, she would make that meringue stand so stiff that she would turn it upside down. Uh, Maybe that's where the idea came from for for the Dairy (laughs) Queen milkshakes. But that was a delicious banana pudding, homemade, not from mix, with. Lots of vanilla wafers and lots of banana, and we always ate it warm. It was absolutely delicious. She would warm that meringue on the top of the the, uh, banana pudding uh, in the oven, and uh, it was always one of our favorite uh, desserts.
0: Boy, Mama St. Clair used to make a great banana pudding, too, and, and you're right, there's nothing like warm banana pudding uh, we went to a restaurant one time, you and I did, in Murfreesboro, Peter D's, that was supposed to have, like, this world-famous banana pudding. And, and it was good. It was fine. But it was served cold. And, it, it, you know, it. I wouldn't order it twice, not after having uh, Georgia Tristler's or Mama St. Clair's warm banana pudding. Oh, my. Speaking of uh, long ago and... and foods that we ate as a child, one of the reasons I detest going to the beach, now if I'm going with family, sure I'll go and I do enjoy watching the waves, uh, but I, I don't really look forward to the beach experience, it's not something that I like. And one of the reasons is, I remember going to Dolphin Island as a child many times, uh, and remember playing in the surf and having a good time I I wasn't particularly a swimmer when I remember going and so um, I wasn't out there far into the water Uh, but we would go to the uh, beach and take a picnic basket because you know we were poor folks back then and so uh, usually it was peanut butter and jelly and Uh, I love peanut butter and jelly. I eat peanut butter and jelly frequently, uh, even now as an old man. But at Dolphin Island, you did not eat peanut butter and jelly sandwich without getting a mouthful of sand. And if you've been to the beach and eaten a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you know what the grit in a peanut butter and jelly sandwich feels like. Oh gosh, it's awful. and I remember that t- today. I
1: hope you had some bottled water.
0: Bottled water <laughs> in 1955? <1955. laughs> I doubt it. Uh, I don't remember what we took for uh, drinks. Uh, I don't know if it was sodas or maybe some Kool-Aid. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of peanut butter, one of my father's favorite dishes, uh, favorite foods was Peanut butter sandwiches, just peanut butter on white bread with a great big side of sweet pickles. And that's something I eat frequently now. I still love my peanut butter and sweet pickle sandwich. Pat, do you remember what your father's favorite food was?
1: I remember daddy especially liked fried chicken livers. I don't know where you get chicken livers except for chickens I don't know if you could go to the store and buy them or not but mama would fry chicken livers for him even after mama died daddy would order fried chicken livers whenever he could when we were going out to eat because nobody else could cook them or would cook them or eat them
0: you know I remember uh both uh, being served beef liver as a child which I detested but also the fried chicken livers and I would smother the fried chicken livers in ketchup and I thought they were good, I thought they were great Uh, I I set Pat up for a joke a humorous story but she didn't catch it, so let me tell it Shorty Trishler's favorite meal was whichever the last meal was. (laughs) Every time he would sit down with us uh, to eat and and after Georgia especially died he would come and eat with us many, many, many times and whatever Pat cooked it was absolutely the best he'd ever had. Isn't that true, Pat? That's true. Now when we were little I remember some things my mother uh, used to uh, eat, and of course, if you know my mother, she never was a big eater. She was thin as rail, I guess, her whole life, and barely touched food. Uh, but one of the foods I remember her fixing herself, and she would share with her children. She was a very generous mom, but uh, she would often make herself an onion sandwich, <laughs> just a slice of onion, mayonnaise on bread. Uh, she she loved it. Uh, She would also eat, uh, I I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right or if I'm remembering it correctly, but Brunswagger or something like that. It was some kind of uh, pate, some kind of uh, liver sausage or or something. Uh, And I would eat that. Uh, I, I didn't look forward to eating it, but she loved it. What about your mother, Pat? Did she have a favorite meal?
1: I can't think of anything that my mother didn't love
0: (laughs) to eat. She was a great cook. I remember Freddie. Of course, Freddie was a big guy. Uh, Pat's brother, Freddie, older brother. And he was a big guy, and uh, he would love to eat. And uh, I remember one Thanksgiving. we, we ate a big Thanksgiving dinner there at Pat's family, and uh, Pat's mother would cook a bunch of assorted pies, and, and Freddie picked up a pumpkin pie and a fork and sat down. It was amazing. What else can you remember about things to eat? as you were growing up, eh? Do you remember our children? Did they have favorite things they liked to eat?
1: Judith used to especially like eating pork chops. and uh, Of course, didn't use a knife and fork for a long time. So she would pick up the pork chop and eat it off the bone. I remember one time we were in Florida with the softball team. And they, those girls made a game out of using the chicken bones or pork chop bones as pretend guns out in the parking lot after we had been in the restaurant.
0: You know, the, it, Judith eating pork chops reminds me that I, I think it was both Judith and Savannah when they were young, we would take them to Waffle House and we'd let them order anything they want. And both of them would order giant amounts of food, Uh, pork chop, eggs, hash browns, and waffle, and uh, eat it all. Uh, It it was amazing to see little old Judith and little old Savannah eating all that food at the Waffle House. Now, any place else we took them, they would eat normal amounts of food, but they loved Waffle House food.
1: Do remember the Taco Bell incident, don't you?
0: Well, that that goes without saying that's one of the culinary uh, events in, in the life of the St. Clair family. Why don't you tell us about that, Pat?
1: We have a tendency to raise rear stubborn children who insist on having their way. I recall one day we couldn't nobody could make up make a decision about where we would eat so John just said okay we'll go to Taco Bell and after we got to Taco Bell the children refused to go in and eat and this is one time when we had them sit in the car and wait for us while we went in to Taco Bell and had our lunch Uh, so you might see that our children have a very stubborn streak, which sometimes can be detrimental or sometimes it can be a quality that we all need.
0: I, I must say that she left out one little detail. When we were having this moment of indecision about where to eat, I said, you've got one minute to tell me where you want to eat or we're going to Taco Bell. Who I where I know everybody did not want to go. So I thought that would spur them to make a decision, but they, they couldn't handle it. And so, yes, that's the one uh, mean thing we did to them growing up. Never again did we ever oh, do yeah. anything <laughs> unkind to those children. We were saintly parents.
1: Even now, sometimes when we can't make a decision about where to go, we'll say, okay, we'll just go to Taco Bell.
0: And and then we decide quickly. Okay, I remember one last food story, and that is at one big family meal, and and I don't remember who exactly was there, but I'm pretty sure uh, Pat's sister, Judy, and her uh, husband, Glenn, were there maybe some more of the family. I don't know. Maybe Shorty, maybe Georgia was there. I'm not quite sure, but it was a big family meal and uh, Judith would not quit playing with one of her toys uh, at the table. And she would have been, I don't know, five, six, seven years old. And they had these little plastic uh, uh, characters that I don't remember what the character was, but some kind of a superhero or something. And so we finally fussed at her enough and she put it down on her plate or her, beside her plate or something. But she accidentally hit a fork or something and this character went flying through the air and in the middle of the table, it landed face down into the grits. And to this day, we always remember grits man I could go on and on I guess uh, Mama St. Clair's picking blackberries and blackberry cooking blackberry jam uh, muscadine, uh jam fig preserves Mama St. Clair's biscuits uh, I guess I could go on and on but maybe we should wrap it up any, any last comments on food, Pat?
1: I guess we know why we're all over the way.
0: Yes, we are the Fuller family.